Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! Garden baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you only fuck that. Black me, Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Oh, shit. All right. Can you hear me now? I think it's fixed. Oh, oh, fantastic. Thanks, Eric. Um, all right. So welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. Finally, I have gotten ridiculously tired of hearing my own intro because for two nights I and he finally got um this this dude's gotta be fucking with me. Um, this dude is, um, Jesus, this dude is, uh, you know, good with computers and shit. So I, uh, I talked to him and, uh, he, he was able to walk me through it and, uh, get me back to, you know, doing a thing. So, um, yeah, thank God, because I was seriously going to just set the fucking computer on fire and move on from the technology. Um, so here it is. Um, I last week I took off, but I did the the Sunday or Monday show. A lot of confusion here. Um, and uh, yeah, so it feels like I didn't take a week off because now I'm doing the show with Shaheen. So it feels like you know I'm not even skipping a show because I wind up giving you guys something, you know, which is good. 
not like you guys are getting like the gift of life for me. Just fucking podcast. It is what it is. But um, all right. Um, what did you miss? Uh, I did the the Bone Frog race, which was a big big deal to me. Um, you know, Battle Frog was a race that last year um went away. It, it uh went under, bankrupt, whatever the case is. So. I was left with a void. Like, what do I do? This was my favorite race. Um, so this year I signed up for Bone Frog, and what it was is the Bone Frog Tier One. So it was um, what it is is they had several different levels of difficulty, and um, they had the the sprint, which is like a three mile, um, you know, five k type deal. So three and change. They had the challenge, which was eight miles. And then they had the tier one, which was first the challenge, then the sprint. So you did both back to back, which, you know, comes out to 11 miles and change at a total of 50 obstacles, which is fucking a serious amount of obstacles. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that was the, uh, that was the race. Um, this race definitely, um, and, uh, hold on, uh. I am not good at multitasking and um, when people text me or hit me up on the Facebook and um, you know, uh, I, I try to like type to them while I'm talking. It just doesn't work. I don't know about the chew gum and walk thing. I don't really chew gum too often, but I'm pretty sure I can pull that off. Um, I like run with my cough drops in my mouth and stuff. So I, I'd imagine I can, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I just had to let, he know I'm doing a show. Um, so yeah, this, this was, um, absolutely grueling is brutal. Uh, having said that now, probably my new favorite race. Um, so many monkey bars walls. Um, you'll see like in the, the tough mutters, the Spartans and, and those different races, you get like your four foot walls, your, um, I think six foot walls and then like your eight foot walls or uh yeah i think eight foot walls like they you know various levels of walls but generally it's like hey here's a wall and then you run like a quarter mile and there's another wall maybe a little bigger one and then there's another quarter mile and there's another one this like they set up walls where it was like it graduated all the way up then back all the way down and they were like almost on top of each other like just enough room for you to land on the other side of that wall and then another wall. Like it was fucking badass. I love that shit. Like it was just like, you know, four foot wall, then like six foot wall, and then like the eight foot wall. And then a four foot wall or a six foot wall and then a four foot wall and then boom. So you had to jump, you know, five walls just to get over that one like little obstacle thing. So it was just, it was badass. Uh I absolutely loved it. Um, I mean, I, I came out of this race feeling more banged up than, than any other race. I really did like partially because I fell towards the end of the race. Um, they had the, this obstacle that was like a chopper. It was called the chopper. And, um, it was like, um, four handles, kind of like a helicopter blade and they spun. So when you grab this thing, it spun and then you had to grab the next one. And there was, I think at least five, at least five blades so to speak um i got up to the third one i say i yeah i I got to the second one maybe i was going from the second to the third something like that 
someone yelled, yo, Niners or something because of my tat. And for whatever dumbass reason, I tried to look. <laughs> and this is towards the end of the race. I mean, this was like another uh, crazy-ass obstacle. I'll explain that in a second. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, so when I got there, you know, I was already, my body was tired and everything and, you know, we're hitting the home stretch and for whatever reason, it took my focus off of it. And I think that really cost it, cost me that obstacle because I, I nailed so many upper body obstacles on this thing that I was like actually surprised. Like a lot of people were struggling. I saw a lot of big motherfuckers just like couldn't handle this or that. And, um, I, I got through every fucking thing, everything up into that. And that one, uh, I was, I was pretty upset, but, but when I slipped, I fell and, um, like I, I landed on my right wrist and I didn't break it or anything like that. It hurt like a motherfucker. Um, it felt like I could have sprained or whatever at the moment. Cause it, it just fucking hurt. And it was like, all right, now get up from that, do the penalty, which is, I think the penalty on that was fucking jumping jacks or something because this one they didn't have just burpee penalties for every obstacle that you missed they had like um like various things one would be burpees one would be push-ups one would be jumping jacks one you know what i mean like all sorts of different shit like that um squats i think they had um i i really did fail i failed two obstacles so i couldn't really tell you what all the other challenge uh penalties were because i really didn't have to um do them but um, then, like, right after that was an obstacle that I've, I've done before. I think it was on Battlefrog. But it's one of the most challenging obstacles and simple obstacles at the same time, um, which doesn't sound like it makes a lot of sense. But what it is, it's like those, um, those big fucking, like, telephone pole, like, pylon things. And it's set like a, like a big, giant hurdle. So you got to climb on top of the one low one. And then it's like probably at least four feet away and higher, like way higher is another one. So you got to leap from the one up into the next one and they're sideways. You know what I mean? So you got to like wrap your body around it. Like you can't just land on it or whatever. I got a picture on my Facebook and all of that, uh, Instagram, whatever. So of, of me on that obstacle. So you can see what I'm talking about, but I mean, you fucking, and, and then coming off that top one, you pretty much crash land. There's no way to, I think they had like a little bit of hay for you to fall on or something, but this is after I just fell on my wrist. So I, I nailed that obstacle. And then the next obstacle was like these crazy motherfucking monkey bars that went like, um, like a U shape, <laughs> like, like this dip, like it, it, it and it, they hung from chains and like, it was really crazy. When I first saw it, I was really excited for the obstacle before the race. And then obviously after doing everything I just had to do, I wasn't as excited uh, once I had to grab hold of that shit with my wrist feeling all fucked up. So it was like it dipped down and then like there was like a ring in the middle after you got past, if you got past the first, you know, uh, loop. And then um, you had to go another loop to get to the end. And I, there was not a fucking chance with that one because it was, it was a pretty unique obstacle. I had it rained a little bit, so it definitely made the, uh, the metal a little slippery, but on top of that, my, my upper body was just shot from falling and everything. Um, but you know, and it had big wide bars. The wide bars are a lot harder to grip. So depending on, you know, your, your grip strength at the time, I didn't have, you know, early race grip strength anymore. And, um, 
I, I you know, so I, I did the, the little penalty. I think it was push-ups off of that. And then uh, the next thing was called Black Ops, which was the last obstacle. And ironically enough, there were monkey bars, and I, I crushed that one. You had to climb up the side of it on, like, a rope. It was like a rope and a wall, so you could, like, uh, what is that called? Uh, kind of like reverse rappel, you know what I mean? Like, you, you grab it, and then you climb up with your feet on the wall. And uh, then you get to the top, and you're up there, you know, I mean, decent height to be doing fucking monkey bars. There's a net below. But um, I was not trying to fucking fail on that shit. That was the last obstacle left. It was, um, and the rungs were nice and small, like, you know, standard issue monkey bars. So I was able to nail that shit and uh, finish. I finished um, 19th overall out of, like, the entire fucking race. Um, In my age group, which is 35 to 39, I came in fourth. That's including the elites. Not including the elites, I came in third uh, in my age group. But um, including the elites, I came in fourth. So, and um, because of that, um, I qualified for the obstacle course race, the OCR World Championships, which takes place in Ontario, Canada. Um, it's not in my game plan to do that shit next this year. Because, you know, it, that's, you know, a plane ticket to Canada. That's, um, you know, putting myself up out there. That's also preparing for an October race in Canada, which is, you know, and they, they don't fuck around. Like, just like any one of these other races, you do an obstacle course race in October, which I've done a bunch. Um, you're still dealing with fucking water. You're still dealing with all that shit. And, uh, you know, the elements are just going to be what they're going to be. You're going to deal with it on whatever kind of day. And from what I hear, uh, Canada's fucking cold. So um, that's a motherfucker. But my goal is to qualify again next year at 40 years old and um, plan for that trip for next October to Ontario and embrace in the obstacle course race world championships. Because I I couldn't be more proud of, you know, having qualified at 39 years old. Um, Obviously, the people in my age group are all roughly that age as well but still kind of to be amongst the top of your age group really feels pretty fucking good it, you know the the training definitely pays off everything i've been doing is is really working well so um i'm very happy with that um so what else i i got a bunch of like um you know requested uh topics and stuff like that so i'm going to get into you know all of that i'm going to hit every fucking topic um but what I, I want to do first, because now i got to pull this up, because, you know, fuck, man. When I started doing the show yesterday, I had everything pulled up. I had everything ready. Tonight was like, oh, I guess we'll just see what happens. And then it didn't fucking work. And then, like I said, I had a box man up, and he was able to get it going. Um, so, I don't have anything ready. Um, so, but what I definitely wanted to touch on, and I don't really need any prep or anything like that, is um, the rest in peace prodigy. Uh, you know, Prodigy from Mob Deep um, was obviously a staple of, you know, 90s hip hop and, um, you know, that that fucking hard shit. And it's crazy, man. When you when you really look at the 90s hip hop scene, you know, and, and what it was and, and really the, the biggest players in that there is so many dead rappers, so many Obviously, everybody knows, you know, Big Pac, 
big L, big pun. Um, you know, uh, now we're talking about, you know, Mob Deep. That's that's fucking prodigy. You know what I mean? Prodigy and Mob Deep. That's 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 half of Mob Deep right there. And then then you're talking about um, Helter Skelter. You know, that's fucking legendary shit to me. One of my very favorites. Sean Price gone. Tribe Called Quest. Fife Dog gone. Gangstar Guru gone. You know what I mean? The, the list goes on, man. I know, you know, I'm missing some. It's just off the head. But, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, you just look down a list, and it's um, it's startling. You know, all, all the real heads, not all the real heads, but such a large group of the real heads are gone. Old, old dirty bastard gone, you know, a part of Wu-Tang. So, I mean, there, there's a good piece of so much of what was the realest shit in hip hop. That's just gone forever. Not only is shit not really going on like it used to in hip hop and you got all this bullshit out there. Uh, but on top of that, motherfuckers are just, they're leaving the earth. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, it's sad. It definitely bothers me because, um, like I said, it's it's such a big part of my childhood and, and part of, you know, growing up as a teenager and everything. And it's still, my playlist is heavy with 90s fucking hip-hop. My gym playlist is 90% motherfucking 90s hip-hop. So, uh, shit, it's it's a terrible thing. Um, you know, he died of complications, um... He had uh, he had sickle cell and uh, he had some kind of shit where he I think choked on an egg or some shit like that. But he was in the hospital, you know, with complications from the sickle cell. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a shame. So I mean, rest in peace, prodigy. Um, so what I want to do right now is um, play an old. Uh, freestyle that prodigy and sean price did in new york and uh i feel like it's only fitting because now these these cats are together that's my favorite cat that was gone but um this this is some real shit right there thorough shit across the board check it nobody else rappers infamous infamous mom d check me out check me out yo yo like this, uh, nobody can stop my brain, I don't bend, I don't break, too much dough to ever go broke, too much flow, I'm not no fluke, too much champagne to use flutes, I'm straight out the bottle like a genie who, grant you death wishes, you play yourself out of pocket, I get vicious, I don't dance, I just do this, burn it down, I smell piss, I'm posted up like an advertisement for a gangster flick, like that, I'm smoother, she used to do, trying to seduce her, I tell straight up, let's move towards the exit, so I can put your high heel shoes up, on the roof of the hard head coop, she want me for me and you for loop, you proof truth, I'm all, throughout the globe, you a local star, stay in your lane to get folded, wrapped up like tour bus promotion, use a flop, when your album drop, was like dropping a brick into the ocean, infamous, uh, 2013 shit. Yeah. Yo. Let's go. Ready? Yo. King Kong. Kong King. I swing on niggas I don't sing. My 
I'm feeling appreciated my dark effort Brown girl booty for a part of the records Swear to God if my club is Billy Club Red Kool-Aid, that's really blood I know what I do too Your face play it safe and get Bobby to shoot you you a dick in the butt, dude. Dressed like new edition with nigga crush proof. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike. Sean P. Hobbies ripping the bike. I'm Muslim, I know Christian brothers who shop on picking my sipping on Christian brothers. The one you went to for the one two slaughter. The sun do shine like quarter water. Hey. American bars, I'm better than y'all. Never get involved with bullshit, full clip of your smart. I'm a zoo nigga, tripped in the Bronx. Your raps is wild ass nigga, Nicki Minaj. Listen, shoot the shit, sit shit in the booth. Ain't shit to the youth, I shoot the shit out your group. One punch for lunch, happy sipping on soup. Bust your shit, didn't dip in the coop. There it is, P. Big ruckus with the gun in hand, digging. Your bitch suck dick from a summer jam. I knock it out the mark if you're underhand. But understand, fam, with the gun in hand, wicked. I rap better than most dudes. Most dudes cannot rap. Tap on their moat shoes. Shit is fucking crazy. Wordplay is insane. Yo, so, the beat he awards, I didn't watch. Um, and I, I caught a lot of buzz off of that just hearing the, the fucking Joe Budden situation with these Migos fucking just clowns. This was the funniest shit I ever seen. Um, this is what the fuck rappers need to boycott these motherfuckers' existence. You know, motherfuckers, you know, old dirty shut down the Grammys and all that old shit, man. Motherfucking rappers need to start just showing up at their fucking interviews and knocking mics out their motherfucking hands. These motherfuckers are clowns. These cats come out there dressed like the fucking revolution and shit. Come on, man. These fucking dudes, so they're sitting there, and um, whoever the fuck's interviewing them, and Joe Buttons is, I guess, part of the, the red carpet interview crew or whatever, so he's sitting there looking at these motherfuckers like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's got this crazy-ass Kermit the Frog look on his face, and uh, like he scrunches his shit up, like, what the fuck? And uh, they said some old mumble shit. And at first, the the one dude's, you know, playing it like, what 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 are you saying? Like, what are you saying? Like, he's almost playing him, too. And then uh, Budden says, uh, yo, let's wrap this shit up. And then they're like, yeah, then wrap it up then, or whatever. And then the fucking the dude just completely bitches out and goes like, yeah, you know, you guys are one of my favorite groups. And at that point, Buttons just goes, fuck this, and just drops the motherfucking mic and walks away, which is exactly, I'm telling you, like, this is the type of shit, you want this shit out of the fucking business. Sounds easier than it actually is, but I'm telling you, make these motherfuckers uncomfortable. Make it hard for them to fucking breathe and just show up where they're at and shut shit down. Like, seriously, it's not that difficult. You know, if a motherfucking Kanye West can walk up and fuck up Taylor Swift's fucking speech or whatever the fuck, everybody else, fucking red man, get get the fucking old heads in there. 
and just start knocking mics out of these motherfuckers' hands saying, we can't understand you when you talk. You don't even deserve to speak on this fucking stage. You know, if these fucking little gay-ass fucking awards ceremonies are going to honor these motherfuckers and pay them all sorts of fucking money to show up, put it on yourself, the rappers, the fucking exit the I'll shoot these motherfuckers out the building. This shit is ridiculous. So then they stood up and shit and fucking you just wanted like slaughterhouse to come fucking flying out of the back and just start knocking these dudes the fuck out. They stood up like they could fight. Do you see what the fuck they these dudes all look frail as fuck dressed like they're they're in an opera and shit. Uh, they got shirts on that look like an old lady's couch, and and these motherfuckers are standing there like, so so what you gonna do and shit? Get the fuck out of here! I just want to see like a bus pull up and just just annihilate the whole crew. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a fucking Budden's tour bus come flying the fuck on stage and just run them over and shit. I, I just I can't stand that shit. That shit needs to be really fucking just shut down by real rappers. So. Let's go to topics submitted by um, people on Facebook. Um, Nicole, Miss, Mrs. Insanity, um, wants me to cover Schlack's great promos. Well, you know, I've put this guy over countless fucking weeks, and, you know, this question just calls for me to do it again. His his um, his promos are just a throwback. You know, throwback of that ultimate warrior, macho man, crazy off the top fucking you know just just lunacy you know what i mean like that but it draws you in it's that that outer worldly shit you know you want to me i want the wrestlers to not just be a fucking dude i i want them to be such an over the top fucking you know character such a larger than life figure that you know when they're talking it doesn't sound like just some dude mad at a dude it's some old next shit, you know, this is entertainment and they're fucking tame people. And Schlack, I mean, he is, he is the, um, uh, just a great example of that a complete breath of fresh air on the Indies on a deathmatch scene as a whole. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it just, it really bothers me when you hear guys like fucking DJ Hyde who, and that dude, that dude is Shrek, man. Not only does he look like Shrek, but he's green for life. So when he goes on people's podcasts and say the Schlack's too green to be really doing singles matches, I mean, come on, man. You're too green to be fucking anything. But you put yourself in fucking cage of death matches and tournament of deaths and and this and that and booked yourself against everybody that fucking mattered in, in your company. And you don't belong anywhere near any of that shit. You're the only one that would book yourself, that would book you in any of that shit. Meanwhile, Slack is getting booked in all sorts of type of shit everywhere but there. So it, it's fucking crazy. DJ is just losing fucking money on Slack. Slack is um, in the upcoming GCW show. And, and believe me, I hate to he- keep putting these fucking guys over just because I hate the fucking owners. I despise Brett Lauderdale and, and fucking Danny D'Amato. I, I really do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like those fucking people as, as people. I don't like DJ as an entertainer. I don't like DJ, you know, as, as a ring worker. I, I don't like DJ as a booker. I don't like DJ, 
you know, talking on, on the mic, doing promos. I don't like any of that shit. But as far as I know, as a person, he's not a terrible fucking person. I think the other two dudes are just complete scumbags. But they are. The CCW is picking, is dropping the ball, and GCW is picking it up and running with it. I, I will continue to always do what I do and give credit where credit is due. And uh, their upcoming show, Schlack versus Matt Tremont. There's not a reason on the fucking planet why that match doesn't happen first in fucking CZW. All match guys in CZW before anyone else made that fucking money off of that fucking match. It's asinine that it goes any other way. But it's DJ's crazy-ass ego that thinks he knows something about professional wrestling. But truth be told, he had to buy a wrestling company to be something in professional wrestling. Because he wouldn't have been otherwise. Absolutely not. Um, so so there's, uh, there's the slack topic. <laughs> um, next up... Uh, Eric wants to know, thoughts on Chris Paul leaving the Clippers? Man, you know, this, uh, the NBA, real sports overall, there is no more of that, like, loyalty shit. People get really offended and go, like, I can't believe he sold out and he left here and he left there. Money talks, bullshit walks, man. That's 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 been the name of the game forever. And more so now than ever, you, you go where the fuck they pay you. You go where... You know, your career is going to be made. I mean, I don't give a fuck loyalty or not. I wish Barry Sanders would have found a way out of fucking Detroit during his career. Because that dude was one of the best physical running backs that the game has ever seen. But he was in a place that wasn't really um, going to allow him to be, you know, anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't he wasn't going to be able to you know, crack all those fucking records like um, like Emmett was doing. Dude, with the fucking offensive line that Emmett had, Barry Sanders' records probably would never be touched, ever. That dude was so fucking physically talented as far as the running back position went. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's my thing. Like, I, I don't have any kind of... Um, you know, ties to loyalty and shit. And look, man, like it, it, it gets to me because, you know, you hear shit like I'm hearing rumblings now that fucking Navarro Bowman is not safe. That's my fucking dude. And he's not safe, man. Like he is expected to be the leader of the defense, but like, they're going to like, Hey man, you got to compete for the linebacker job, which is, you know, I mean, he's coming off of a, a major injury, his second major, major injury. And, um, it's like, yeah, man, we're shifting systems, we're doing this, we're doing that, and you got to play a top fucking performance or, you know, we'll fucking, we'll make some fucking moves. And they're not, you know, straight out, you know, threatening to trade them or some shit like that, but, dude, it, it's not out of the question. And when you have, like, a defensive leader and shit, you know, back in the day, I mean, you would never think that that would be the guy that could even possibly go anywhere else. Like, he would be the one piece you held on to, if nothing else. And it, it's crazy, man. It, it's constantly crazy. It's definitely hard, you know, for a, a consumer, you know, from a fan standpoint, uh, you know, you don't want to buy someone's jersey and think you're going to wear it for five, six years or whatever. But, 
nothing's assured as far as who's going to be where. And I know people wanted to fucking jump on LeBron shit, but hey, man, he did what he had to do, and everybody fucking does it. I mean, you you look at, I mean, I mean, just look at the league, man. Look at how the league has been. Jordan was a fucking wizard. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, this, this shit. This shit is not just uh it's not a new thing, but it's become so much more um, uh, you know, regular thing. And it, when you have these super teams, uh, you got to build a super team, or you will not contend. You won't. I mean, that's what the Celtics had to do to fuck with some of the teams who were out there when they won. They had to. You know. Um. So thoughts on Chris Paul leaving the Clippers. I think the Rockets are going to be good. I mean, shit, the, the, the fucking Wizards are, are, are the Warriors are still fucking Warriors. So, I mean, for them, you know, they would hope Harden and Chris Paul combined to be some real fucking electric shit over there, but I think they still got a mountain to climb. Uh, Eric also asked my thoughts on LeVar Ball. I, I really haven't followed, like, um, too, too much of it. You know, when people start getting, like, too fucking outlandish, I tune the fuck out. They want all the attention in the world, so I do my best to not give it to them. And, uh, you know, you know when Kanye spins too far out of fucking control, I just stop paying attention to him. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't follow his every move and shit. And this LeVar, uh, LeVar Ball dude's a jerk off. Um, I've seen a little bit of, like, clips of the shit that he did on Raw, and that's, that shit is just it's obnoxious. But, I mean, this is, you know kind of what's to be expected of um you know the shit that goes on yeah so uh, yeah, it is what it is i mean the kids in LA so i mean all the possibilities of being like the biggest dickhead he can be is in his fucking lap i mean it He's going to get fucking thrown out of games, I bet, and all that shit, because he'll be fucking running on the court. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, on one hand, it's a shame because, you know, the kid's not going to have a fair shot to even be looked at as, like, a super respectful basketball player or, like, a, you know, a class actor or anything, because his father's a jerk-off. So, I, you know, I guess we'll see. I mean, not nearly enough people are even talking about the kid. It's it's all about the father being a huge over the top jerk off, and a lot of people are giving him credit, like yeah, well at least he raised a you know NBA star. Well, first off, hold up, because how many busts have we seen enter the NBA? So I mean, him even being like a super success is nowhere near like a definite thing. Second off, like a lot of talent is born, you know. So I mean, you can't just be like oh. His fucking father must be amazing because he's an NBA star. I don't, I don't think it necessarily works that way. Um, Kid Osborne wants to know, uh, wants to be a cover, uh, Gold Digging Whores. Well, Gold Digging Whores, um, the thing about Gold Digging Whores, it, it, it's like, um, you know, when you go to like a campground, it says like, don't feed the bears. You know, when you go to like a, a beach and it says don't feed the seagulls. Because what happens is you feed them and then they get out of control. And then he started attacking motherfuckers who's just trying to eat. And uh, this fucking dog. I got to get this dog out of the room. Um, but um, it, that, that that's what it comes down to. And so, you know, it starts off with a lot of dudes. You got to blame the dudes. 
And the reason is, you know, there's dudes that'll pay chicks to just walk around with them. Like thousands upon thousands of dollars. They're not even fucking them. They're just walking around with them. Like pretending they're their girlfriend or like arm candy or whatever the case is. Drive around the car. They're buying them shit. They're buying them cars. They're buying them this. They're buying them that. They're buying expensive ass vacations just to fucking hang out with them. Just to stand next to them. So that, that seagull has been fed. Yeah, I mean... And now the next motherfucker who's just trying to get some kind of real-ass relationship with that chick, man, that's a full-blown hungry, hungry seagull. So you ain't you ain't going to get no normal shit out of that chick because she's already been trained to, to just snatch whatever kind of french fries that you put out there. You know what I mean? And, and you know, you're feeding them bears. Next thing you know, they're breaking in your fucking house for, for everything you got. I mean, this is, you know, this is this has been facilitated by... Motherfuckers that feed the bears and seagulls of of the human race, uh, you know, it is what it is. Motherfuckers get hungry, they get hypnotized by that shit, and um, you know they feed into it. You know, obviously there's you know millions and millions of, of respectable women out there that aren't about that shit and aren't trying to fucking eat off of somebody else and fucking run away with all their money. You know, and those are the ones who should be respected. Just like I said with the mumble rappers, these motherfuckers need to be put in their goddamn place. If everybody with the fucking big money just said, nah, bitch, that's just, that shit ain't, that's not the way shit's going down. I mean, if, you know, you obviously live together and you have a good relationship, well, then, that, you know, you, you obtain somewhat of a certain lifestyle, but just kind of have to be like a, you know, meet in the middle type shit. So that's my thoughts on Golding Horse. Don't feed the seagulls. Um, non non wrestling related. Nicole wants to know where in the world is Paul Milliner? Uh, well, Paul plays these bullshit ass games. I don't know what the fuck's going on in his life, but he's do he does this thing where he leaves Facebook, but he's still on Instagram. So he just and he doesn't listen to podcasts either. So I can say some wild shit, but I like Paul. I don't I don't know any wild shit to say, but I'm just saying he doesn't listen to podcasts, so I can call him all sorts of motherfuckers if I want to, but I don't. Um, and I, and I generally don't play like that. I I speak like I want everybody who I'm talking about to hear the fucking shit that I'm saying. So I mean, like listen, uh, like share that shit with Matt Wolf, the show that I did a couple years ago, uh, years ago, weeks ago. Uh, I mean, whatever, it, it's fine. I I want people to hear my shit. So um. I don't know what the fuck goes on with him. He's got some shit going on. I guess Facebook makes him mad. He came back for like a day or two and then bounced again. And, um, yeah. So I, I don't know what the fuck goes on there. Um, here's the loose segment. <laughs> he loves that shit. Uh, 20 years after the first ECW. Shit. As far as like the actual, that show in specific, I don't even remember that shit. Um, uh, which ECW stars in the nineties would have been successful in leagues like CZW, GCW, etc. Well, you know, on one hand, it's not really fair to say, um, because I mean, guys like Tajiri showed up in CZW and did their thing. And, you know, um, you know, Tommy dreamer had a couple of matches with Zandig and those were good. Um, I, I mean, I guess you can go towards in the prime and it's, uh, and you know, look at Ian Rotten is, are the indies so you know um he he could be successful on the indie side um um but 
I mean, I guess you'd say like in their prime, and obviously Sabu. Sabu would be the god of the fucking deathmatch indies if he was doing his shit in his prime and all these tournament of deaths and, uh, you know, um, tournament of survivals and king of the deaths and that shit was going where where he would have competed in it. If, you know, he was down for that type of thing, I think he would have been the fucking god of, of uh, you know, indie deathmatch wrestling scene so i mean that that's my obvious pick obviously i mean you go way back and you know i mean you had guys like fucking uh cactus jack there i mean how would he not do well on the fucking gcw czw deathmatch scene you know i mean a lot of it's just pretty self-explanatory um I mean, you know, and then then you get the guys that are just like, you know, RBD, Jerry Lynn, of course. I mean, you know, Jerry Lynn had a um, two matches in CCW. He wrestled Trent Acid and he wrestled um, Justice Payne. I believe those were the only two matches. Maybe I'm missing one. I'm forgetting one, but um, I know I was there for those two, and possibly more if if he was uh, there for more. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I mean a lot of them are just uh, you know bona fide stars. I mean those guys were successful on the level of WWE and still doing the craziest hardcore shit, you know when they were in ECW. So those guys would have fit into any mold you put them into, like like water. Um, in turn, which way which of today's stars would have been successful if they were in ECW? Um, well, you know, again, I think you're looking at a lot of the, um, the you know, the the kind of hybrid guys, the guy, the guys that are able to do some hardcore, able to do some um, bot match type stuff. You know, I think like a Chris Dickinson would have been a beast in ECW. Um, you know, a lot of like the the high flying guys, you know, they they would have been killing it with super crazy and and all of that shit in there, and psychosis, and I mean they it really depends on, you know, whatever a CCW or ECW you're talking about too, because, you know, obviously there was a little bit of an earlier go where you had Stone Cold Steve Austin and there was Stunning Steve and, you know, so it's tough to say, but I mean, the full-blown extreme ECW, I mean, again, it, it's some of your, uh, you know, I think you're, you're somewhat of a hybrid guys are the ones that are going to really fit in the most and be like, you know, the top, top guys. And, you know, go up to like the WWE side of things, obviously the Dean Ambrose's, the um, Kevin Steen's, Kevin Owens, um, you know, those type of guys are going to be tremendously successful. Um, with the way CCW is going, who do I think RSP will face in cage of death? I honestly don't really know. Um, personally, if I had to guess, um, I would almost want to go out on a limb and say Janela comes back and he, he fights Janela. Um, I, I could be completely wrong on that. Maybe Janela stays away for a long time, but I, I'm not fully buying the Janela's gone from CCW thing. I think that's going to be a limited thing, but I don't think he's gone past cage of death. I'll be surprised if he is. Um, and Janela is a guy who I could definitely see holding the CCW world title. Um, Hopefully he was at a gym before then, but no one's no one's listening to that. That's that's just uh my thing, and a lot of other fans feel the same way. But Joey doesn't. Joey's not feeling that shit. Um. So um, 
Yeah, I mean that that's my random guess. Um you know, I, I think Schlack deserves the fucking title more than anybody else. I really do. And it, it's not like, oh, the longevity or the this or the that, but just the amount of fucking just straight up unfiltered fucking, it, it seems like the the go-to move. And I honestly think, like, I have nothing against a lot of the world champions in CCW that have been, um, you know, non-deathmatch guys or whatever, but I, you know, I'm still a old school CCW fan, and I really think that, you know, the the world title holder in CCW should definitely be like a, you know, able to do death matches and and you know non death matches. It really cover a lot of ground. You know, Tremont was a great world champion. Drake was a great world champion. Um, you know, guys like that that were able to really mix it up and do whatever you want. Your world champion at the fucking top of your card and I just don't see that happening the way that the, you know, with the Joe Gacy and this and that, obviously Davey Richards is great. Um, he, I mean, he'd really, really have to do a lot in CZW, um, to, to really solidify himself as a CZW guy. Like it, it just, it still strikes me as a guy from somewhere else that's holding CZW's title right now, which is fine because, you know, he's got a lot of prestige. He's a great fucking worker. Um, I think he could put on banging ass fucking matches right now. He's fucking defending it all over the place and making it look really, really good. A lot better than it would on Joe Gacy. Cause he could defend it at all the shindies on the fucking in the tri-state area, but that's, that's not going to get anything as far as prestige. Like the, the, um, what the fuck is this, uh, dumbass company over here? Uh, SWF. Like th- th- there shouldn't be a CZW title, anything on fucking SWF. Fuck a shindy. Like, the, you're making your company look like shit. You know, when your fucking title goes overseas and your title goes in fucking PWG and, you know, on TNA. And, like, I mean, those are the type of places that, you know, the title can go on a guy like Davey Richards, on a guy like Leo Rush, on a guy, you know, that shit works. And, you know, Leo might not do, you know, straight up death matches, but the dude did some of the craziest fucking ladder match shit with, with Joey. Like that, that's all you need. You don't need like a straight up death match warrior, but you need someone who's going to do some fucking nutty TLC shit. I mean, you got to finish that card the right way. Um, so he says, uh, final question. I was at the Ramstein Ramstein concert on Saturday. It was quite the spectacle. I found out that the band themselves are licensed pyrotechnicians and have to pay huge insurance fees for the concerts due to the amount of pyro. It made me think of the Onita Tremont match happening this summer and that Onita's bringing the pyro crew and they'll do it right. That being said, there haven't been many, if any, explosion matches in the U.S. All I could think of is the Zandig Lobo in 2000. Why do you think there haven't been many explosion matches in the U.S.? And do you believe this will set a new precedent for explosion matches in the U.S.? Um, I don't think it's going to set a new precedent for it. From what I'm hearing, it's costing a boatload because they have to fly the guy in from Japan just so it's done right. Because all the times that they've attempted it in CZW or elsewhere, um, I think mostly CZW have been the ones who've been attempting it. Um, it, it was just botched. You know, it was, it was put together this way or that. And his shit would go off before the fucking the bump. <laughs> you know, it was just like, just really shitty and um 
just a complete failure, you know, as far as the, uh, the explosion spots went. So um, I don't think, I think it's too costly as far as doing it right. And like you said, those licenses and all that shit do cost a shitload of money. I've talked to people who, you know, are in the business and in the side of promoting and stuff like that. And they said that it was, it was crazy, not worth it. You know, as far as like all the licenses and stuff that you really had to go through, um, you know, it's it's so much more in depth. And um, I mean, you can compare it as to the licenses to actually even run a show and it being comparable as far as the trouble to go through. So for just a spot or a match or something like that, it's, it's a lot. I mean, does that really translate to that many more fans to just say the word explosions happening in a match? I don't think it does. I think this is going to be a big, big spectacle. Um, but I don't think that, um, you know, it starts some wave of explosion matches. I'd be surprised. Um, Eric asks, now here, here's the part where Eric doesn't understand how this works because, you know, I, I love that Eric's asking questions. I love that he's uh, participating here. But he posted one, two, three. Put all those questions in there. You just post it once. I mean, it's crazy as fuck. Um, it's like this dude's got question Tourette's. Um, so anyway, uh, he said his local radio station asked this and I'll ask it. Uh, would you rather be locked in a room full of snakes for five minutes or walk down South Philly street at 2 AM wearing a Cowboys Jersey? Well, I don't fuck with snakes. Um, I don't fuck with the Cowboys either. Um, I would say I walked down the street in Philly at 2 AM and with the cowboy jersey because I really don't fuck with snakes like that. And um also depends on the snake. Because if we're talking like non venomous I, I might have to suck it up with that. I think mostly based on the fact that I hate the cowboys that much. Not even the danger factor. Because, I mean, you can walk down the street with a cowboy jersey and go, Man, they got me wearing this bullshit bitch ass cowboys. I mean you could just let motherfuckers know as you walk, like, this is some old bullshit right here. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, it depends on the snakes. Uh, he, he says, least underutilized guys on the indie scene. I, I mean, I, I think he means, like, most underutilized guys on the indie scene, because least underutilized guys just means, like, the guys that are being used the most are the best, which I don't think he's asking me that um, most underutilized guys. I mean, I, again, I got to go back to Schlack because the company that that's been his fucking home fed as far as CZW coming up in CZW is being criminally underutilized. Um, so, that, I mean, that's one for sure. Um, AR Fox, you know, no Beckham, but that dude, um, you know, he's doing fucking light tube matches in Maine for a couple motherfuckers. Like, what, what, the, what the fuck is that? Why why are people not capitalizing on this and, and making money? This dude's fucking... This dude's got crazy skill. You know, he's not your average just hack and slash guy. If he's going to start doing fucking death matches, you motherfuckers need to go out of your way to book that guy into that type of shit. So, I mean, that's that's uh that's another dude. Um 
trying to think of who else. Uh, it's it's tough for me to think offhand. Um, but yeah, um, the whole New York Knicks situation. The situation is the Knicks blow. They're always gonna blow. Um, they, I mean, they reminisce on history of guys like Patrick Ewing, and he was a fucking bust. He's supposed to be the most dominant thing in the fucking league. He was supposed to come out. He's dominant as fuck. And his dude would do like fucking two-handed layups and shit rather than dunk the fucking ball. Like he, his fucking power and strength and shit. He just he turned into like a like a short-range jump shooter. Get the fuck out of here, Patrick Ewing. Bullshit ass Patrick Ewing. And you know, I mean, like the, the Knicks were owned by the fucking Bulls, the Pacers. It, it just historically garbage the Knicks for the most part and you know whatever they do every year they're they're the team that comes out and you hear their fans yo I don't give a fuck yeah this is the year we got mellow we got this we got that and don't even make the fucking playoffs every year and by the end of the year they're defeated it's almost like Jets fans but worse Jets fans are like that too they get like whole bunch of players on the team and at the beginning of the season they're like yeah by the end of the season like fucking Jets fan yeah, but the Knicks fans are way more riled up about it. The Jets fans kind of know they're losers, and um, the Knicks fans have no idea. Every year they have absolutely no clue that they could be a horrible, horrible team that doesn't make the playoffs. It's, it, it wouldn't even dawn on them. And then come playoff time, where are they at again? Same fucking spot. So um, they just got rid of Phil Jackson or getting rid of Phil Jackson or whatever, going back to the drawing board. It It is what it is with the Knicks. They're garbage. Um, where do I see Paul George fitting in? I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't know. Um, where do I see Blake Griffin going? Uh, did he sign with somebody? I don't know. I haven't really been that on top of the NBA things. I know a lot of stuff has happened, but um, yeah, I just don't. I don't. Know. I, I'm not on top of all that. Um. Then he asked about the uh, the Mayweather Griffin thing, and I already talked about. It. Uh, there we go. Alright, I'm play this, come back. I'm gonna try to pull up the questions from last week too, because I had a couple questions last week and then decided not to do the show. Self in the sheets of cousin and roaches. The HIV, the AIDS, 
The only safe sex is to not have sex. You be camping, smoking, or drinking that shit, or popping them peas, or shooting up IV. The modern day slave trade, they blew up the world trade, like out with the old and with the young world wave. M O B B D E E P, man. We got guns that could take your head. Pop, 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 pop. Some serious done. Niggas front, make me have the body shot. Some serious done. Niggas front, make me have the body shot. Real guns. Some serious done. You niggas front, make me have the body shot. Some serious done. Niggas front, make me have the body shot. New York, New York, the Empire State. I live hell, nigga, this the belly of the beast. I step foot out the crib, no shit. Gotta bring that hammer, cause the drama don't quit. Everybody wanna be king, they ain't fit. But God disrespect they team, cause they ain't shit. They got good talk, but that's about as far as it go. When it's time for that murder, they don't show. When it's time for that fighting, niggas is ghosts. All you hear is straight crickets, niggas is bitches. I learned you niggas how to handle your business. Swear to everything I love and cause my witness. Bring that shit. I'll show you how to work them millimeters. Bet my heater smoke like reaper. All I want to do is get my money and re-up. Taking steps towards sovereignty for my freedom. Not trying to get caught up in global cause. Fucked up trying to fight the case by global laws. Out in the Netherlands. I got a better plan. I murder the powers and let Chuck fight. What? M-O-B-B-D-E-E-P. Man, we got guns that could take your head. Pop, 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 pop. Some serious done. Niggas front, make me have the body shot. Some serious done. Niggas front, make me have the body shot. Real guns, Get a serious done, you niggas run, make me have the body sound. Niggas is crazy in the world, man. Get a serious done, you niggas run, make me have the body sound. All right, um, so here it goes. Last week's question is at Eddie Arvello, who was uh, formerly Chris Divine in Divine Storm, back old school CCW, asked me, uh, territories that still teach the craft versus some new dude with a ring that thinks he's now a promoter. Uh, look, I mean, this is, like I, I said, I mean, the theme of this show, I guess, is motherfuckers policing the, their own shit, you know? Um you know, remove credibility from the people who don't belong, you know, uh, these people who just do the shit like this, the, the workers got to stand up in here and there. They got to maybe miss a payday in order to make this fucking people like this don't exist. I mean, that's the thing, you know, with these, these shindies out there and these little garbage promotions that just run bullshit. There's people who are allowed to just be forever shindy guys, you know, the, the just absolute garbage cards. And the people, a lot of the people on those cards, you know, are, are, are paying, you know, ticket sellers and it's making the promoter money. But overall, I mean, most of these guys, a lot of these guys don't even belong in a wrestling business. They won't be booked anywhere. That's actually trying to book entertainment. They're just trying to get, you know, a couple hundred, 200 people tops, a little shindy show, which is, you know, a big house for that. And, um,
you know, I guess a couple more paydays for, you know, the guys who are just looking to work a whole shitload of places and, and make money off of that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not for bullshit promotions overall. I'm just not. I mean, I know that that just creates less wrestling and less places for people to work, but I'm just not into it. I, I don't like these lifetime fucking shindy workers and garbage uh, you know, examples of wrestling. I'm just not into it. Um, and as far as like the dude with a ring who thinks he's a promoter and shit, I mean, that that's, you know, the same thing. I mean, people, people buy themselves into the business, you know, uh, um, Mudball wants to know what's with the love affair with telling other wrestlers, your way of wrestling is the only way to real way to wrestle. This is, you know, this is that that um sorority mentality that um you know this this works and that works and anything else that but what I'm doing is, is bullshit you know the old school way a lot of times just um completely encapsulates or is that a fucking word um just shuts down everything that's not what they do that that's where a lot of it comes from is just like no headlocks you know shoot off the ropes, tackle, drop down, leapfrog, hip toss, back to the headlock. Like, that's, yeah. That's a lot of what motherfuckers are about, you know, that they think that that's, that's really all you need to really work a good match. I'm not interested in seeing that shit. I mean, it's, there, it, wrestling is, is an art form, you know, and, and it's a form of entertainment. And there's got to be a variety out there for everyone. So, have your, you know, headlock, drop down, fucking leapfrog match. And you know, the people who like that, let them enjoy that. But the people who enjoy fucking Ricochet versus Will Ospreay, I, you know, I get real tired of, like, people just trying to discredit that overall and just call it gymnastics and this and that. But, like, like do try to do a third of that shit. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. They want to shit on things and then, you know, degrade it to the point where they make it try to sound easy. But these dudes are superior fucking athletes, man. It's, it's They're doing what they do. You don't like it, don't fucking watch it. It's what it is. You know, if they're doing the type of style you like and you don't like the fucking match, then, then comment on it. But if it's not a style that you like, what the fuck you want them to do? Um, What are some matches I want to see? Um... um well, you know, Gage is back out, so I mean, you could definitely mix up a lot of shit with him. Throw me, you know, low key Nick Gage on the motherfucking Jersey All Pro show. It's such a shame that Joker, you know, just got hurt. Um, cause uh, Q is his new name, but, um, cause, you know, he, he may or may not need surgery. He's not really sure, but, you know, it's such a huge scare because he has, you know, legitimate real life job. This is like part-time stuff that he's doing on the side, so he doesn't really need it. And it's not something that he's just committed to, like, yeah, I'll do anything to keep wrestling. Like, that's that's not where his life's at. So, you know, he, he could very well be done with this. He, Joker's one of those guys that I have a whole shitload of dream matches for because, you know, I mean, Joker worked, like, a limited amount of places. You know, he, he kind of picked and chose where he wanted to work because, again, it, it wasn't his full-on life. It, he wasn't trying to make a, a full-on career 
out of just wrestling. He lives a way more respectable life than a lot of uh, respectable life than a lot of these wrestlers out there. They're just, you know, weekend warrioring it. And you won't see Joker with a fucking GoFundMe or any of that kind of crazy shit. Um, so, <laughs> John Dahmer asks, uh, all these dark shindy, quote unquote, dark shindy characters who cut long witted, boring promos yet run their social media accounts like hormonal teenagers and beg for money. Yet they expect the fans to buy into them. What's the deal with that? Well, I mean, it's funny. I know he's not talking about Gacy, um, but Gacy kind of does this thing. He's, you know, super dark, super twisted, super horror guy. But then, like, you know, he he does a a ton of whining on Facebook about fans not getting. Doesn't sound like, you know, the the character you're trying to portray. And then I saw a video of him doing a promo for I think uh, House of Glory or something it just it looked exactly like an old Sammy Sammy Callahan promo so to me it was just like just unoriginal but um, I'm sure there's many many others that do that and you know the, the GoFundMe shit and the beg me, begging shit on, on Facebook it's just disgusting it's, it's a good part of why I don't want to be like around these type of people. I don't, I don't want to interact with them. I really don't, you know, like Bryant Woods, that was a dude I, I had to delete off Facebook a long time ago. And then he tried to like add me back and they're like, nah, bro. Like, you know, he, he's taking pictures with his kids talking about his electric being shut off and he needs money and this and that. But then like, he's the guy that goes into death matches and is like, I'll do anything under the sun, like set my balls on fire. I don't give a fuck. I'm suicidal. But then like when you get hurt, now you want all the fucking fans to pay for it because you can't do your real job. Well, maybe you should be more fucking responsible and not be setting your balls on fire and trying a bunch of dumb shit that's going to put you out of work and then suddenly you don't know what to do with your life. You know what I mean, like, let's start taking responsibility for our own fucking actions. And it just... Just there's a lot of despic- despicable type living that goes on in the wrestling business, and yeah, it happens everywhere. But it definitely separates you from it. You know, when when you're an adult and you work a an actual job and you have a family and shit like that, you gotta step back and go like, what the fuck are you up to? What are you? Who are you coming to me for money or asking this or that? Like, it's just crazy. Uh, why do shindy guys think a really long match equals a good match? Because the shindy guys, I mean. What else can they actually do? I mean, if the fucking promoter gives them three hours to work, well, shit. That's that's three hours longer than anyone wants to see them wrestle. So, I mean, they're just going to do what they could do. Um, and then he asked me, why do podcast guys keep skipping weeks? Because I, I skipped a week. Because a lot of times, I don't give a fuck about this shit. <laughs> on, on some real shit, I... I uh, I fade in and out of whether I give a fuck about podcasting because it's really just not the the be all end all. It's um it's not even my favorite hobby. I do enjoy doing it, but not every week. I don't like some some weeks. I'm just like fuck. Who gives a fuck about what I have to say? Not like not even like self deprecating. Like oh my words mean nothing. Like I just mean like eh whatever. Who gives a fuck? Um. 
you know, and, and perfectly happy with everything else. I'm not like, oh, fuck me. Like, uh, it, yeah, maybe that came out wrong initially, but who cares what I have to say? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just overall, sometimes podcast to me is just like, uh, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, usually by the next week, I have a bunch of shit I want to say. Um, and like I said, doing a show with Shaheen is like a huge help because, you know, I'm able to talk to him and, you know, we go back and forth about different topics and stuff, and it's 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 way easy. So even when I don't feel like ranting or raving on a bunch of shit by myself, I, you know, I, I have that to fall back on, or we can just get into a conversation about something. It's, it turns out to be very entertaining. I had a lot of fun on last week's show, or this week's show, I should say, because it was Monday. Uh, so we should be back at that on Sunday for sure. Um, I can't see why not. And, uh, you know, we'll figure out what goes on. Uh, John Dahmer asked me also, hockey, why you know like it? Uh, hey, man, I explained this shit once before. I think he asked me that same goddamn question before. And I, I don't I don't like it. Not enough scoring. I don't like the cold. Too much ice. A lot of Europeans. Not a big fan. Um, well, a lot of accents, I'd imagine, are coming out of that. Not a big fan. Um, puck's all tiny. You can barely see that shit on TV. They got some fights and shit, but if you're all about fights, just watch boxing. Yeah. I mean, there's actual sports to pull out the cool part of hockey and just make it its own sport. Um, I mean, like the checking and shit. I, I guess that's pretty cool, too. But, like, I, I, I get what I need out of that in football, you know, with the hits. Even though a lot of that shit's illegal now. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like hockey. They should just move that shit all to Canada. And, um, you know, it's already cold there. They could do a bunch of outside games. It'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. Never will. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, I think that's all I got. I don't know. I probably missed something after uh, two nights of trying to do this shit and not, not getting it done. And then... Uh, falling asleep so you probably hear me like yawning throughout this podcast it's probably pretty bad there we go again um so yeah that's about all i got let me find a fucking outro Mm -mm -mm. fucking outro all right here we go um check me out on sunday with shaheen doing the thing and then again next wednesday I said, the more topics you guys throw me, the better. I'll cover fucking anything. I don't give a fuck what it is. I almost prefer non-wrestling topics because, you know, we just keep running these fucking laps around the same thing. And, you know, you got different stuff that, that's perfectly fine. But, you know, there's certain ways that I feel about CZW, and I, I haven't watched CZW at all. Um, I Old school CZW, I fucking know. I definitely have a lot of knowledge on that. But new shit, I'm not even interested in watching new wrestling for the most part. Um, for the most part, I've been watching, like, deathmatch tournaments and shit. And because um, that, you know, is at least, like, new and exciting and there's different shit that goes on. But I've only watched two of those this year, too, the uh, TOS and the uh, TOD. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, just not that fucking into wrestling right now. But, um, yeah, like I said, uh, definitely a lot of wrestling talk on the Sunday show with Shaheen. Because, you know, we get into old old school wrestling and old, well, old school indie wrestling, I should say. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, hit me with whatever topics you got. Check out the Hot Tag Podcast. Uh, check out Sports Den. And, uh, like I said, check me out next week.
Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Keep it in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So, what I make you good? Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Juza Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the back guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.